Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. M&J Video Games and Collectibles. Sport and non-sport cards, wrestling items, autographed items. We buy, sell, and trade. M&J Video Games and Collectibles, located at 1049 Queen Street, Southington, Connecticut. Call us at 1-860-479-9223 or 860-93-GAMES. M&J Video Games and Collectibles. Hi, it's Josh from Under the Table Hot Sauce. I'm here with my friend, the star of the show, Jimmy Farrow. Yeah, what's up, JB? Nah, nothing. It's been a hot summer, and for all your barbecue needs, you can go to UndertheTableHotSauce.com. 13 unique flavors to choose from, created and bottled in a Long Island kitchen. UndertheTableHotSauce.com. Let's go chow, JB. Let's do it. All the flavor, twice the burn. Ladies and gentlemen, how are we doing this evening? You know what time it is. It's time for In the Dungeon with the Taskmaster in the house and AA, Andrew the Reinforcer Anderson. And we're very, very proud to, uh, to bring Mr. Herb Simmons to the show. Quite possibly one of the oldest, longest running wrestling promotions 
uh, out there today, and that's Southern Illinois Championship Wrestling. So today, you're going to have two huge history buffs. The amount of wrestling that we have today, folks, and knowledge and, and talent and everything is, is uh, absolutely incredible. Um, thank you so much for coming on today, Herb. We, we appreciate you. I, I don't even know where to start, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to hand off the mic to you, Herb. Well, I appreciate the invite. Uh, anytime I can uh, spend either in person or on the airways with the likes of you and uh, Kevin Sullivan and uh, Andrew, uh, it just makes my day. I've been looking forward to it uh, because when you talk about knowledge in the business, uh, Kevin Sullivan is uh, is a guru, as I tell everybody. Yep. yep. Well, Herb, thank you, Herb. Herb, I have a question for you. Okay. When did you first promote your first town. How, how many years have you been running? 1973. Wow. 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 And, you know, uh, as you know, you and I have had a few discussions in the past when you've been in uh, the um, the business is nothing, as you know, is, is what it is nowadays. And back in the day when uh, we ran uh, all of uh, Southern Missouri, all the way through uh, St. Louis, Illinois, up into uh, butted up right up to Indianapolis where the bruiser ran. And, uh, I mean, it was, um, uh, you know, my first encounter with Dick, the bruiser was not a good one, but we ended up being friends after that. But, uh, back in the territory days, as you know, better than anybody, what that was like. Yeah. I'm sure the bruiser didn't like you being in his backyard, right? Yeah. Yeah, he didn't. And then, uh, when we finally had our first meeting, you know, uh, he really didn't like it because he, he, he I thought we were going to have a deal and it was going to be a, you know, a, uh, he told me, you know, it would be 90, 90, 10, uh, business proposition. And I said, well, man, that's more than I thought. I, I, I didn't think I'd get 90%. And he, he said, what do you mean? He said, you're getting the 10%. I said, well, no, I'm not. And, uh, so it, uh, but again, we went on after that, of course, shortly, uh, you know, after that is when he blackballed Spike Huber, his son-in-law uh, later on. And uh, Larry and I was the only ones that was working Spike anywhere because Dick had kind of put the blackball on him everywhere. And, um, but, you know, things, things got worked out and we became uh, friends after that. Uh, in fact, it's kind of ironic. I ended up buying his uh, TV library from his wife here uh, about a year and a half ago. So I got the Bruiser's TV uh, library. Now, when you say Larry, we're talking about the, the legend himself, Larry Matisek. Yeah, Larry Matisek, uh, Sam Muchnick's protege. Uh, you know, he started with uh, Sam when he was 16 years old, didn't even have a driver's license. Uh, his dad used to actually drive us over to the, uh, to the office. Uh, and, you know, when I tell you I was a uh, two things, I was like a kid at a candy shop and then I was a sponge. I just sit there and soaked up you know, when you walk into uh, that office and there'd be a Gene Kaniski sitting there uh, or Whipper Billy Watson. And, you know, Sam, Sam always told uh, Larry and I, you know, what, what, what you hear in this room stays in this room. He opened up the files to us, um, which I have all those files now. I have anybody who's ever wrestled in St. Louis. I have their uh, matches, who they went against, the time limit, uh, what they won the match with. Um, and uh, they took and put them on the old uh, three by five uh, recipe cards that grandma used to keep her recipes on. And they wow. would take a typewriter and they would put Kevin Sullivan took on uh, Andrew Anderson and 
Kevin won in uh, five minutes and 33 seconds with whatever hold he used or whatever. Uh, and every match that Kevin had would be on, on those cards. And so I, I was fortunate to get them from Larry uh, when he passed away. And then all of the programs that they had, the oldest one I got goes back to 1934, even before oh. wrestling at the chase. Uh, you know, it started on TV in 1959. Wow. Uh, and then I've got those tapes. Uh, the oldest tapes I got from that area is 1962 with Pat O'Connor against Lorenzo Parenti, uh, Johnny Valentine on there against Bill Frazier. Wow. Uh, so you have, and, you have all the greats. You you and Kevin alone could go open up a uh, a wrestling museum, just the two of you. Well, if I ever got the chance to do that, uh, I, I couldn't think of anybody better than Kevin to do it with. Because, like I said, I can only sit here and, you know, I've never been a worker. Uh, but a guy like Kevin, who's done it all. I mean, uh, and I'm not just saying that. I tell that story all the time. If there's somebody out there and they're wanting to start a wrestling promotion, if they don't get to Kevin Sullivan uh, and pick his brain, they're doomed to uh, die on the vine. Well, Herb, look what look what Kev did to uh, to SWE Fury. He came on board, right? Uh, three hundred people to six hundred people to twelve hundred people to three thousand people. Yeah. It's, and, it's, and, well, I, anyway. thank you very much, Herb. But I get a question I've been, I want to ask you, and every time I get there, I get brain dead. Now in St. Louis. Was Thez's promotion before Sam's or were they, how did that work? Well, you know, know yeah, you know, because at one time, the Thez and Sam were not the best of friends. Right, uh, I heard cause, that. Because of the promotion deal. And, uh, of course, back then, you know, you had the era, and I'm sure you heard the story of uh, the, the original Nature Boy, uh, Buddy Rogers. Right. Um, and when they had the big split on there, but uh, uh, Fez was actually started before when Sam came out of the uh, the military, and um, and and you know uh, they wanted to have uh, they were going to have this big rivalry, but like I said uh, back in the day, and, and and you know Kevin, everybody thought St. Louis was part of the territory that Sam that's all Sam ran was St. Louis, right. Uh, you know, Kansas City was even separate from what Sam did. And, right. uh, but Rogers, uh, I remember Thez, you know, when they were going to strip uh, Buddy of the title, he, he avoided them. Uh, he did a, quite a few no-shows, and they actually snuck Thez into uh, the arena. Uh, and they had said they going to put Buddy up against somebody else. And uh, they had Thez come down the aisle and get in the ring. And he got up in there and he stuck his hand out and told Buddy, he said, we'll either do this the hard way or the easy way. <laughs> and he took the title. Wow. But, but then Thez and uh, Sam turned out being uh, the best of friends. And uh, so. Andrew, Maddie, at that time, correct me if I'm wrong, please. At that time, there was another organization that Thez was the champion of. It was the National Wrestling Association, which yep. fell under the uh, athletic, state athletic laws. And it also had its own champion. And they had Orville Brown, if I'm correct, NWA. Orville Brown, yes, yes. Yeah. And that was the NWA, and they were going to have a big match in St. Louis that 
when uh, Sam and Thez got together and they were going to have a merger. Andrew, stop messing with this thing. He, you're going to have a, they were going to have a merger, but Oval Brown was in a horrible car wreck and could never wrestle again. So they, did, did they just award the belt to Thez? Right, and I think, it, I, and I, I'd have to check, but I think the organization was Mississippi Valley Wrestling or something like that. Uh, and they ended up, when Arville had that accident, uh, is when they ended up, uh, and that was kind of what was, you know, the, the lead up to where him and Sam was going to get together. Um, okay. Because, you know, Fez, you know, was originally from St. Louis. And, uh, right. and of course, Sam, Sam was that peacekeeper, man, I'll tell you. Uh, I saw him work miracles over the years. Um, and uh, whether it be with Fritz or uh, whoever it would be, you know, of course, back in the days, you know, there, you know, you had guys like Pinky George and people like that, that, uh, that I'd be sitting there in the office with Sam and Larry and one of those guys, like, like I said, either Gene Kaniski or uh, Whipper Billy Watson or uh, Kowalski uh, would be there. Uh, and I mean, I, I was just, I was at sponge just soaking up all of it, anything I could hear. Herb, I got to interrupt you for a second. We have a very special guest coming in over here. NFL legend, Tony Richardson. Hey, Hey, Tony. Tony. How we doing? Tony, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm doing great, man. We're here, obviously, for a a nice fundraiser, unfortunately, as a young man who uh, got diagnosed with cancer. So I hear supporting and just, you know, that's what it's all about in my post-career is just trying to, you know, lend your name and, you know, your platform to try to help other people. Tony is one of the players that has given back more than anybody has in the business. And, and I just want to thank Tony for what he's doing here today on St. Patrick's Day. And we're here at the Hasbro Heights VFW. And, uh, you know, he just came on to say hello to everybody and to wish everybody a happy St. Patrick's Day, yeah, right, yeah, brother? Yeah, happy St. Patrick's Day. Thanks, and, hey, so we, Tony, Tony, you're good. Reinforcer oh, yeah. Andrew Anderson, you know, <laughs> family, right oh, yeah. our NFL family with our wrestling family, we all, we, we, we sort of cross-pollinate, right, yeah. brother? Well, crazy enough, so, like, I don't know if I don't know if you knew, you knew this. Where I lived in um, um, Fort Knox, Kentucky, I would go to like back in the day, like in Louisville, Kentucky. We would go to like the old school of my dad to the old school farmhouse wrestling. Like I've been, <laughs> I've been a wrestling fan for like my entire life, and like my granddad, like he I mean, it was like we watched wrestling. Like it was a religion in our household. So uh, it's, it's definitely a pleasure to be. So. And you're a good man, Tony. Thank you for helping back. Tony, are you a cigar smoker, brother? I do like cigars, yes, sir. All right, uh, Andrew, grab, grab his info so I could, like I said, since he gives back, I'd like him to sit, now that the weather's getting nice and warm, I'd like to send you a, a couple sticks to sit back, chill, and enjoy, my man. And as a Jets fan, can, can you come back and help, please? Please. He'll yeah. definitely come back. And Herb, we'll love to bring, if, if we come up to Southern Illinois Championship yeah. Wrestling, we'll love to bring Tony with us. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Oh, yeah, you know, when you talk about fundraisers, we just did a big one for a uh, fire chief that was diagnosed with cancer, and we just raised yeah. him, uh, just right at $40,000 on a wrestling show. So wow. I know what you go, I know what you go through, and I, uh, my hat's off to you, Tony. Hey, thank you so much for having me on. I got, we got another special guest. Another, this, guy, yeah, this, this guy here is big time, you know. I, I, I don't no, know. Tony's big time. Tony, <laughs> Tony, Tony small times himself, but Tony's big time. This guy is an NFL yeah. legend, and I love you, buddy. Yeah, let me see, I brother. appreciate right, brother. Cool. Let, right. me go, let me go get another special guest. Thank you, man. Appreciate you. Next person coming on is going to be, he's one of my childhood childhood heroes, so I'll I'll be right back. Thank you, Tony. (laughs) Thank you. How was that for a little surprise? Huh? Man.
that that's a great that's a great surprise. <laughs> Tony, and the surprises are going to keep coming on this show. Because I mean, uh, uh, Herb, Tony was just one of the first surprises on the show. So we're we're just uh, we're going a little peripheral over here, not just pro wrestling. So I, I, Herb, I hope to God Herb. that for any of your other surprises, you're keeping your clothes on because no no got <laughs> surprise. I'm just I'm just saying. Hey Herb. Yes, sir. I, I got another question. I have heard that of all the guys that ever went into St. Louis, that Sam said the biggest drawer of all times was Buddy Rogers. Is that what he said? Is that, is that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Buddy was such a a draw anywhere, but in St. Louis, I mean, and when I pull out those um, uh, Tapes are the uh, programs, and right. you know when he had matches against uh, Cowboy Bob Ellis. Uh, you know people like that. You know at Keel Auditorium, you know twelve thousand fans would be there, and that's why I used to always um, uh, joke when people would say, "Oh man, nobody sold out these arenas until Vince McMahon came around." And I said, "Man, wait a minute, Sam Muchnick was selling out Keel Auditorium." Uh, way way back in the day yeah he had his low crowds of four or five thousand people but you know when you'd have uh, gene kaniski against uh, uh kowalski you know sellout crowd twelve thousand eight hundred people but you're right buddy always put the butts in the seats in st louis yeah kevin yeah. Uh, herb i have another special guest over here cameoing right now on our thing um we have james courtney who is the legendary Michael Myers in the new Halloween Kills movie coming on, and the current movie Halloween Ends. Yeah, Halloween Ends, yeah. How you doing, wow. guys? Hey, hey thanks we for have, keeping on with us, man. We over. appreciate you. Yeah, man. You know, how you guys doing? Good. How you been doing? Uh, you know, a little sore, man. I just, I just wrapped uh, Halloween Ends. Got about as times, not as much as you in your lifetime, but I got, I got beat up. When, when did when did the when is the movie coming out? When is the uh, the third Halloween I've done? Uh, this one is coming out October fourteenth. Oh, good, good. I took an ass whooping, man. Yeah, yeah. But you know what's great? You know what's great? The great thing about it is that he took an ass whooping and he still had the balls to get on with Kevin Sullivan, Herb Simmons, Matty Rock, and myself on In the Dungeon. You know that? Because, I mean, it's all about this guy right here is one. This is the real deal right here. This guy is one of the toughest SOBs to ever put on the Michael Myers outfit. This is, if Michael Myers had to go up against anybody, he would have to go up against James right here. And I, my money's on James. <laughs> you know, well, you got, I, I have such I'm deep respect for you. What you guys do for a living and have done, man, it's it's freaking amazing. I, I, I was telling boy Andrew here. Um, I grew up. My my grandmother was a huge, huge wrestling fan, and we'd all gather in the living room and watch big time wrestling. Man, it was freaking awesome. And, and if anybody said it was fake, boom, she knocked me. <laughs> Get a little of the backhand. No yeah. Grammy backhand. No, it, yep. it was a fist. fist. It was a fist. She was an Irish. She was. Uh, an Irish. All right, I like Grammy already. <laughs> it was on the top, man. Boom. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so yes. now, now we're, we're, we're cross pollinating a lot with this show. So we're going off the cuff over here. And I just want to say happy St. Patrick's Day to everybody. And we have an, a hometown Irish boy right here. James is, is, is Irish. He's old school, just like Kevin. And he has a lot of roots uh, going back to 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Back to the IRA. <laughs> hey, 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 Andrew, asked him who his favorite wrestler was back there when he used to watch it. Who was your favorite wrestler? Oh, man. You know, I, I, I've i been hitting the head a lot. <laughs> so, I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, is, we all is, have something in common, all right? <laughs> he, he, <laughs> too, many, too many chair shots. He's not exactly a Hulk Hogan fan. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Actually, he's actually very good friends with Damian Priest. Yeah. Current okay. WWE. Yeah. Will you please tell him I said hello? I will. I will. Because Louis Martinez, Damien, a.k.a. Damian Priest, broke into business. I was one of the guys who helped break him in. He broke in under the Monster Factory, and then he worked me a lot. Yeah, on the I know third. all about him. Ring, when I was at Ring of Honor. The Ring of Honor, yeah. I used him in Ring of Honor. Yeah. Oh, and, and you, Damian and I have been uh, actually talking. I was, I was telling that. And we were talking. Andrew and I were talking about earlier. Um, and Andrew and I stay in, in community. Uh, Andrew. Uh, uh, Damien, as we say, in, in, in contact a lot, and um, he's he's got that it factor. He's got that oh, it yeah. factor. He's willing to throw down 100%, but he's got something special, you know what I mean? Outside of wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. Outside yeah. Of wrestling. yeah. yeah. Um, you know, so it's beautiful to see, like, you know, like, you know, my boy here, you know, in, in, the, in the movie, The Wrestler, and, you know, all the other stuff, the television movie stuff. I mean, it's great to see the cross-pollination of what real talent can do you know yeah but look at the rock is the number one movie star in oh, the world right yeah right yeah. and I, you know I we were about the about the integrity and honor of true warriors you know and guys who make their and guys girls who make their living doing you know throwing down selling out their bodies you know uh, bringing joy and happiness to people every freaking day every freaking night but when you meet these people, you, you, you see it. You see the honor, the integrity, the warrior nature. And it's something I so appreciate and what all of you have done. It, it's, it's, it, it, yeah, I'm with you guys. And, and her, we're going to see Chill with Theater. We're going to try to get going to Chill with Theater for an appearance with us. Okay, let me just say this, Andrew. Herb has done so much charity work that... I mean, he has started the precedent probably of the old time promoters that gave back to the communities. And Herb is a guy that's given back and given back and given back. So, I mean, like you said, it's good to see guys coming out. The, the guy you just had on, uh, the football player. I mean, they, yeah. They're giving back to the community, and Herb has done that since he's gotten the business because Sam was like that, right, Herb? Oh, yeah. So, you know, Sam, yeah. uh, he loved to help uh, those nonprofit organizations, and and that's what we do. Like I said, we just uh, raised that fire chief who's got cancer, a uh, ton of money, and, uh, you know, we work with the police departments, the fire departments, uh, church organizations. Uh, you know, that's what it's all about. It's all about community. And, uh, but I'm so excited now, you know, when this movie comes out, I'm going to go get see this movie and I get to say, I talked to that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Man, how cool is that? Uh, Herb, the, the wonders never end when you're with me. That's all I got to say. He's, he's not Herb. lying. He's not when lying. I'm, when I'm in Herb. Vegas with you, I see that all the time. Ladies Herb, and gentlemen, out there watching I, I, the Faro Network. Just remember this, that there's one, one thing that you can always depend on on In the Dungeon with Andrew Anderson, Kevin Sullivan, and Matty Rock is that the wonders never cease to amaze you or me.
And right here, we have. I have to. I, ha I have to agree with that. I have to agree. Of course, my lawyers told me not to say about ninety-six percent of the stuff. Um, and if we do, witness protection doesn't really have enough money in their budget to protect Andrew and the and the people around them. So yes, I have to. I have to wholeheartedly agree with that. Hey, ladies and gents, we just have to take a quick uh, couple seconds for a studio break to hear from our sponsors. So give us thirty, and we'll see you in a little bit. Hey there, kids. We are back after hearing from the people that help pay the bills. Take it away, AA. Hey, listen, guys. I just want to thank you guys for coming on the show. And uh, you and Tony Richardson, James Jude Courtney, a.k.a. Michael Myers. The shape. That's right, the shape. <laughs> but uh, um, how was it wearing that William Shatner mask? Uh, well, it's no longer William Shatner's mask. It's, it it's it's molded my face, so anybody that puts it on is is uh, is going to die. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need to borrow that then and have some people try it on. <laughs> let me let me tell you something. We just discussed Kevin. We just discussed the shapes walk, the way Michael Myers walked, and he he told me he said he prowls like a cat. Every well, we, how how did you describe it? Well, it's a combination of, of one of the you know several martial arts I practice, Aikido, and Aikido you know your feet never leave the ground, right? And but mostly I study my cat because you watch a cat it, when it's moving slowly before. I mean every muscle, every tendon, every cell of your skin you feel. And so when I'm moving, when I'm doing, I feel every supportive muscle. I sub, I feel my skin. I feel my teeth, and and. It's and that's what I think what becomes so alive about the character. And you guys know about characters. I mean, yeah. right? You know, yeah. so it's it's um that's part of the magic. The other part is there's a stone cold killer inside me that I particularly kind of love. <laughs> oh, the devil has the killer inside him right there, right, right there, right? I know you do, bro. <laughs> Wait, wait, which 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 American Legion are you at, Andrew? I gotta put him to <laughs> get him. <laughs> James, sure. I, I want to James hey. Gordon being on the show. Thank you, Kevin. brother. We appreciate you. Thank, Thank you, my friend. Love Thank you, guys. you so much. Love, Love you, too, you buddy. Thank you, man. Good talking to you. Hey, Herb, I have another question. Okay. Is it true that Sam was a baseball reporter? Yes, he was. He was a uh, really? sports. Yeah, he he uh, enjoyed sports and he uh, was a sports writer. And that's right. where he that's where he made a lot of contacts with there in St. Louis and um, not only in the sports area, but uh, in the political arena. There was a, a gentleman named Mel Price, who was a uh, one of the most powerful congressmen uh, in uh, in the political circle. And him and uh, Mel Price, the congressman, were personal friends, in fact. Mel had a, uh, a seat at every match uh, when he was uh, not in session and not in Washington. He'd, he'd be at Peel Auditorium or at the arena. Um, in fact, I don't know if you ever uh, heard the information about the antitrust lawsuit that was sure filed. Do. Sure uh, did. I've, I've got all that paperwork uh, and wow. uh, everything. And um, Mel Price was the one who uh, got that stay uh, for Sam. And it's all spelled out in the uh, in the uh, lawsuit, and uh, so there was a total debt of uh, gratitude that Sam owed Mel for, and, he, and everything was above board. It's just that Mel was able to work it through the system, and uh, and Sam um, Sam always appreciated the friendship Mel Price had for him. But yeah, he met uh, you know well you know Joe Gary Giola, uh, right. 
was, wow. the, first, was the first play-by-play announcer on wrestling yeah. with the that's pretty wow. cool that's yeah, awesome the chase was a very unique place to wrestle the people came in dressed up and they had uh, brunch wasn't it was it brunch uh-huh. or was it lunch well whatever yeah. they're sitting there having meals watching you know and it was for the production at the time it was way ahead of its time well you know uh joe's brother uh mickey gary giola who uh, ended up being a ring announcer and uh for larry matasek and uh in it keel but he always told the story that um on uh, the wrestling at the chase nights you'd call up your lady friends and say come on we're, we're gonna go out to dinner tonight get all dressed up and they'd get dressed up and he's we're going to the chase they'd say and uh, the chase was the place you know some of the biggest stars ever performed at the chase park plaza hotel and they'd pull up there and get out and go inside with their lady friends and they'd walk into that big beautiful ballroom with chandeliers hanging from the ceilings and there's this rustling ring in the middle of it smoke filled guys sitting there smoking their their stogies and these girls would say, wait a minute, I thought we were going out to dinner tonight. Mickey tell them, say, well, there's the hot dog vendor over there, you know, we're going to do wrestling tonight. And, uh, but, you know, on some of those tapes, I've got ladies got pearl necklaces on. They got their, you know, the tables have um, uh, the tablecloths on them. Uh, what's kind of ironic is back then, Anheuser-Busch was the sponsor of Wrestling at the Chase. And to this day, they uh, they sponsor me and make my posters and everything for my events I have. I got the uh, Anheuser-Busch logo on my posters. That's so cool. No, no, Herb, I want to ask you a question. How surreal was it to have the NWA do that pay-per-view about a year and a half ago from the chase or a year ago from the chase? It was, it was good. It, could, it should have been done differently. And uh, Billy uh, Corrigan, who I'm talking with uh, – on a weekly basis now because he he would like to have these tapes that I've got to work with because I've convinced him that if you um, if you don't know what the NWA stood for and what it meant and and how it got to be the way it was all you did is bought three letters and that was NWA Um, so but it was good I was a part of that because you know we just finished up the second book called Wrestling at the Chase Larry Mm -hmm. Mattisek and I did the first one 18 years ago uh, and then uh, the author, Ed Wheatley, on this book, just uh, we, he finished that up. And in fact, we, we got a movie that will be coming out uh, June 4th, a documentary on PBS uh, 9. Um, and it's, it's going to be really, it's, it, the production's just about done with it. But, um, but to go into the ballroom and, and, you know, in my day job, I do a lot of political stuff also. And I, I go to the Chase Park Plaza uh, quite often and no matter what function, what type of uh, meeting that you have there in that core sand room, I've never been there in all these years that there hasn't been a conversation that somebody has been a part of that group, whether it be politicians, law enforcement or whatever, they'll start talking about, man, do you know Dick Bruiser used to perform in this room right here? Yeah. Or, you know, uh, uh, Lou Thez. You know, wrestling at the chase is still talked about today like it's the number one program. And uh, and that's what we do. We, we're trying to keep those memories alive. And I think we're doing a good job at it. You're doing a great job, Herb. You're you doing are. a great Now, Herb, for people who want to, you spoke about two books. Are they able to go on Amazon or online or, or get those books directly from you? You want to share that? 
Yeah, you can go to on Amazon. The first one was uh, the uh, Wrestling at the Chase by Larry Matasek. Uh, and it told more of the uh, inside story of everything, uh, kind of like what Kevin and I are talking about here tonight, only Larry had much more of a perspective on it because he was a protege of Sam Muchnick. Like I said, got his first paycheck from Sam Muchnick, $25 back when he was 16 years old. And, um, uh, you know, and, and Sam taught him the ins and outs of the business, introduced him to all the greats. And of course, then him and Bruiser Brody became good friends like Brody and I did. Uh, in fact, every year I do a Bruiser Brody Memorial. This year I've got uh, yeah, his wife coming back in, Barbara Goodish and uh, Dutch Mantell will be there. Uh, but uh, the second book, Ed Wheatley is the author of that. It's the Wrestling at the Chase book. In fact, uh, when they called me and asked if I would participate in this one, I told them no. I said, I've already re helped write a book on Wrestling at the Chase. But they asked if I would uh, meet with Ed, and I did. He convinced, you know, he, he does a lot of uh, St. Louis Browns books, and he's won two Emmys from documentaries he's done on them. So we met two or three different times. He convinced me uh, he could do a good job, and he did. The book is fantastic. Um, uh, it's, it's really selling good. And then the next thing I know, they're asking me about if I would help with this film. And, uh, so I, I hooked them up with quite a few people that uh, could take them back in time. And uh, so it's supposed to come out. But yeah, Ed Wheatley is the author of this uh, new book, Wrestling at the Chase. It's a, what they call a coffee table book full of uh, uh, hundreds of photos from back in the day, stories. Uh, about 90% of the uh, 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 photos and uh, memorabilia is from my collection. And um so, in fact, if you look back in the credits on the back, it says if it wasn't for Herb Simmons, this book wouldn't have been made possible. Now, I think that's BS, but I'll take the No, credit. I don't think it's BS. You know, you, you've, yeah. you've got a lot of input, and you, you know, you, you yeah. just, you're just you a wrestling historian. I don't consider you a promoter. I consider you a wrestling historian. Yeah. You know, you were talking, uh, 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 the gentleman was talking about the, the movies, uh, and, and I think, Kevin, you mentioned The Rock. I mean, I remember when Rocky Johnson would bring Dwayne to the shows at the Kiel Auditorium and Larry's wife, Pat Matasek, would actually have Dwayne sitting with her in the audience while Rocky would be going out performing. And wow. uh, he had an afro about, in fact, I got a picture of him. He got an afro about this big back then uh, when he was like five, six years old. Yeah. And uh, I, uh, I talked to his stepmom, Sheila, quite uh, frequently and, uh, I told her, I said, I'm going to send you a copy of that and see if Dwayne remembers it, you know. But, uh, but yeah, look at him now. He's probably the top-rated uh, movie star in the, in the world, you know. Absolutely. You saw him as a child. So how, how cool is that? Kind of like what just Andrew did. Awesome. You, got to, uh, you got to legitimately follow the history. Um, and that leads me to the, to the next question I have for you. So this obviously will mark now your 49th year of, uh, of, of doing this promotion. So obviously we know... COVID put the kibosh on, on a couple things. Everybody out there is probably asking now, is everything really roaring back to life? And where, where's, where can they go online to see uh, where they can go get tickets and come out and see this? Yeah, last month was my 49th year. And uh, like I said, I was going to hang it up a couple of years ago, but I got a great locker room that, you know, I got some guys that's been with me for 20, 25 years. And, uh, and of course, they're getting up in age also. But uh, yeah, uh, you know, my day job, uh, I'm a, uh, uh, the 911 coordinator for our county and the emergency management director. So for two years, I was deeply involved in the COVID. 
um, doing daily briefings and um, working with the uh, local health departments. Um, you know, the one year I had 32 shows booked that we lost every one of them. But now uh, we are literally, I think I've got maybe two Saturdays left for the rest of the year because what's going on is for the last two years, those nonprofit organizations that were relying so heavily every year on raising funds didn't get to have them. So now they're all coming to the place saying, hey, we want to have these shows. So, um, and I mean, every day the phone is ringing off the hook because even though wrestling in my area is oversaturated, I mean, there's probably another dozen organizations within 50 miles around me and they're all drawing 30, 40, 50 people to a show and, oh, it's a sellout, it's a sellout. Well, yeah, that's what you're building seats, you know? So that's the case. I mean, we had a show two weeks ago and I had 300 fans in my little community building where Kevin, you were at. Yeah. Uh, And and that's pretty, you know, uh, it started slow when we came back. Uh, You know, we had 100, 150 would show up. But now, you know, uh, the TV's doing good. We're Kevin, we're doing just like back at Sam did. We tape every fourth week. Uh, we take four weeks of uh, TV, and then right. uh, mon- this coming Monday, I start on uh, 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 Intrigue TV on, out of St. Louis, uh, and of course, we're on YouTube. We have our own Roku channel. Uh, it's uh, SICW Championship Wrestling, uh, and there's some underneath the SICW Explosion. Uh, when Larry was still with me, we probably back... Uh, 10, 12 years ago, we had TV then on Charter Spectrum or Charter Cable back then. And I've got uh, over 500 episodes in the can that we aired back then over about a uh, nine-year period. Um, And not to count all of the wrestling at the Chase Tapes. And then, of course, like I said, I was fortunate here a while back to purchase uh, uh, the Bruiser's Library from uh, his wife before she passed away. Wow, that's amazing. Now, your relationship with Bruce Brody, you had quite the relationship with, with uh, Bruce Brody, Frank Goodish. Great guy. Uh, miss him every day. Like I said, there's this, uh, uh, it's a uh, big stand-up uh, picture behind me with Larry Matasek and Sam Mushnick there. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, Frank was actually with Larry and me the, week, uh, the weekend before he got murdered back in 1988. I owned a uh, bar in uh, Cahokia, Illinois. And uh, the upstairs part of that, we had turned into the Bruiser Brody Lounge. And when he would be in town, he would be able to come over there and relax and didn't have to worry about anything, you know, if he was going to be in a few days in the area. But that weekend, he, he, that was our one-year anniversary, and he spent that whole weekend with us. And uh, the ironic part, we, uh, we talked about that Sunday night before uh, he left out to go back to the hotel was that uh, – I said, Frank, you're on the road all the time. You're traveling to all these places. You know, don't you worry about going out there. You know, we were the first independent promotion that he ever worked for. Wow. Uh, so my championship wrestling. And that was because of Larry Matasek. And uh, he told me, he said, yeah, he said, but I got to make a living. He said, I got to, I got to go to Japan where he was, he made a lot of money in Japan, of course. Yeah. And uh, I got to go to Puerto Rico and, of course, uh, seven seven days later, uh, I'm over at Whitey Herzog's Beer Garden in Union Station in downtown St. Louis when Larry calls me and says, hey, Frank just got killed. And I said, oh, I thought maybe a plane crash or something, you know. And he said, no, uh, Gonzalez stabbed him in the locker room. And I thought, holy, and Larry was never bs I mean, if Larry's telling you something, it's the straight Gibby. And yeah, uh, yeah but uh, and his wife, Barbara, just kind of spilled the beans uh, here about a month ago on a uh, – 
podcast she was doing, uh, Frank and I had talked, uh, was really close to inking a, an agreement, a contract where we were doing a business together. Uh, and Larry was going to be part of that. And I never had said a word to anybody all these years because it was really nobody's business. But uh, Frank, uh, Frank had a great mind for the business. And uh, plus, he had a lot of connections in the sports uh, uh, business. And uh, he was going to be uh, an agent for several sports figures, uh, along with the wrestling. And But Barbara let that cat out of the bag. And of course, I called her that afternoon and said, what are you doing selling that? And she said, well, people need to know why you are so strong about Frank and why you do the yearly Bruiser Brody Memorial. And, uh, and he was my dear friend. And um, so um, I figured, well, she let the cat out of the bag, then I'll talk about it. You know? Wow. It's amazing. It's amazing. Uh, I mean, Barbara, sweetheart. I've gotten close to Barbara over the years, as well as Wahoo's widow. Um, um, it, you know, it's just, it's just uh, um, one of those things that you know you, how how life life has a way of bringing people together. You know, and well, the, you know, well, Frank taught me uh, a lot about business. You know, first time we wanted to bring Abby in, I thought, well, this would be a piece of cake because he'll call Abby and get it all set up and he, he said nope you call abby and i said uh, what he, yeah he said you'll never gonna if you don't do it you're never gonna learn how to work these guys like they're gonna try to work you and he said because abby would be the probably the biggest guy that's gonna try to work you and he says he'll try to hold you up for money and he'll want you to send him it up front and all this and that and, and he laid out everything i needed to tell abby and sure enough when i got abby on the phone it was a hardball abby trying to hold me up and so I played on long for about 15 minutes on the phone with him and uh, I could see he wasn't budging. And I said, okay, finally, I said, I'll let uh, Frank uh, know uh, that there's no deal. And he said, who? I said, Brody. He said, oh, Brody, had you call me? I said, yeah. He said, when do you need me there? <laughs> so, you know, uh, just, just inside tidbits like that uh, helped me. And I would like to think today that when I pick up a phone and call, I used to be able to call Terry Funk with no problem. Uh, you know, uh, even the guys, you know, the Tito Santana's, Ricky Steamboat's, uh, I think they know that uh, what I tell them is going to be there. And I think Kevin can attest to that, you know. Oh, without a uh, your name is gold in the wrestling business. Your name, your name and your word is gold. So, I mean, you're, you're looked upon as uh, the godfather of wrestling now so. well i don't know i don't know if that's the, the right thing but you know sam told I'll, I'll never forget we were sam liked to play the ponies and there was a racetrack uh collinsville illinois the fairmonts uh, park racetrack and that's where i actually had my first meeting with him larry said come on we're gonna go to dinner tonight and when we get pulled up there i, I knew I, he hadn't told me but when we got there because i know larry didn't like to play the horses and uh I said, well, we meet in Sam? And he said, yep. And we went in and Sam liked to eat steak and they had a nice little steakhouse there. And yeah. uh, then I may have told you the story, but he's sitting there and he's got that steak knife and he's cutting that steak and Larry's sitting to the left of him. I'm sitting to the right of him. And he says, you know, Larry tells me you want to know more about the business. You know, you want to be a worker? What do you want? No, hell no, I got more brains than that, you know? And uh, he's cutting that steak up. And so we're talking and he took that steak and I'd always heard how ruthless the business could be, you know, <laughs> especially on territories, you know, and here I'm out trying to run these little independent shows. And uh, he took that knife and he stuck it up to his ear and he said, I'll tell you what, he said, you keep these open 
He pointed it to his lips and he said, you keep those shut, you'll go a long way in this business. And, and he says, if you treat the boys right, they'll treat you right. And so 49 years later, I've lived by that. And uh, I've told that story a thousand times, I think. And, and I've, I've tried to live by that because I, I think that that's what's helped me be able to pick up a phone and call a Kevin Sullivan or an Andrew Andrews and, hey, I need you on my podcast. And, you know, both of you guys jump right on there and do it, you know. Absolutely. Without, without question. And without you would, question. Last, well, you would not last for 49 years if it wasn't for your reputation and congratulations. Well, you know, when Harley died, uh, and I hadn't even realized this, but Bill after and I was talking, we all know Bill, great guy. And uh, Bill and I was talking one night and he said, you know, Herb, you're the last living connection there in that St. Louis area to that St. Louis office after Harley died. And, uh, and I didn't even think about that. And I got to thinking, well, yeah, you're, you're probably right. So, uh, you know, there's guys that, you know, like Baron Von Roschke uh, still alive. Uh, he was a regular, he was a regular there. I mean, look at the, 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 the years you were in and out of there. I, I think, I think you told me your first match was against, uh, was it Pat O'Connor or somebody or who was it? Pat O'Connor and I, he brought me into his tag team partner. I was, yeah. a, I was a young kid then. And Pat and I, uh, he 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 just liked me for some reason I don't know, but he always booked me in, in St. Louis, and that, I'd either be in a single or with Pat or with the late great Cillerat uh, Thomas. Oh yeah, great yeah. guy. Yeah, great so I, I mean Pat really watched out for me. In fact, a little bit of trivia: Flair and I were on the first time I was in St. Louis was the first time Rick was in St. Louis. Well, and uh, I don't know if I ever told you, you know how Rick got to St. Louis? No. Larry, Larry Matasek. Uh, actually, they had sent some tapes in from the Crockett's, and uh, we were in the uh, studio in the uh, control room at uh, KPLR, Channel 11, and they had put the tape in that Crockett had sent, and by lo and behold, there's a match of Rick in, in, uh, in action. And Larry says, man, look at this guy, man. He, he can go. And uh, so O'Connor happens to walk by the door and Larry opens the door and says, hey, Pat, come in here. You need to take a look at this. And he comes in there and Pat looks at it and he stood there for two, three minutes. And Pat says, oh, no, he's too, he's too small. He said he won't put no butts in the seats. And he walked out of the room. And Larry is kind of standing there like, wait a minute. So to, to his credit, he gets a hold of Sam and says, hey, can you come over to 11? He says, you know, he said, I want you to look at something. Mm -hmm. Sam, about a half hour later, Sam shows up, gets in there, and he stood there for like five minutes. He told Larry, he said, get on the phone with Crockett and tell him I want him in here. And Rick could tell you that. Rick's told that story several times that uh, thanks to Larry Matasek, that's how he got to St. Louis. That's that, that's pretty cool stuff. Like I said, that's yeah. – uh, I, I see – I got I to gotta coerce you guys, you and Kev, to do a uh, – to do a, a wrestling road show, the history of wrestling. I can't even fathom how cool would that be. What do you yeah. think? What do you think, AA? I know AA's like, mm. well, I, I got to, I got to tell you, I got to tell you real quick. You know that the, um, I did a show at the Missouri Athletic Club. This was this is the elite place. If you thought the uh, uh, Corsan Room, Kevin, was something, the Missouri Athletic Club is a uh, private organization of judges, lawyers, doctors, uh, federal judges, you name it. it. 
you know, the, uh, I think the uh, starting membership is, uh, you know, like 30 grand a month <laughs> or something like that. It's really expensive, but they contracted with me last year to put on a show there. They've done boxing in the past and done real good. But uh, so I meet with them. It's through the, it's all tied in through the wrestling at the chase book that we did. And uh, so we have the meeting and right away, you know, they said, well, give us five names of legends. In fact, Kevin, I had your name on there. I had DiBiase's name on there, Von Roschke. I gave him five or six names. A week later, I get a call from the guy that's putting it on, uh, their entertainment guy. He says, well, I'll tell you what we want. He says, we want Ric Flair. And I said, no, you don't want Ric Flair. Mm -hmm. I've dealt with Ric before, and I love Ric to death. But Ric has a history, and we all know what that is, uh, sometimes not showing up. And uh, they said, nope, we want him. We don't care what the price is. I said, okay, so... I negotiate the price with Rick's people. I get it down. I get him half of the money sent to him. But I told him I was smart. My contract with my show was separate than the contract for Rick and his appearance because I knew what was going to happen. And yeah. I'd, already, I'd already called DiBiase and said, hey, pencil this date in because, you know, uh, I, I'd like to have you there. And um, I thought, if nothing else, I'd bring him in and then I'd have him and Rick both there together and uh, – so, but I told the guys at the club, I said, now look, Rick, Rick is going to, and that's, this was right when the uh, plane, uh, airplane trip from hell broke, the story yeah. broke. Right. Well, I'm sitting at home Sunday night and the agent calls me and says, hey, Herb, you know, I, uh, how you doing? Five minutes, he's stringing me. And I know what he's calling me for. And right. I finally said, I said, Ryan, come on, it's Sunday night, what the hell are you talking about? He said, well, he said, you know, Rick's in his room locked up. He, you know, he ain't going to do no appearances. So we're going to have to cancel. I said, hold on one second. I called the guy from the club, hooked him in on a three-way. <laughs> and I said, Jim, I said, this is Ryan. I said, he's got some news for you. And, and well, what's that? He said, and so the, he, oh, what are we going to do? Now, when they put the tickets on sale, they sold every ticket out in 17 minutes to their membership alone. Oh, it wasn't even open to the public. And, uh. He said, oh, my God, what are we going to do? So this is 48 hours before showtime. And so he, Ryan says, I just can't get him to do it. He won't do it. So he gets off the phone, and Jim says, well, what are we going to do? I said, well, my contract is with you. My show, my ring, my ring announcer, my everything that I'm bringing is going to be there. <laughs> I don't know what you're going to tell your uh, your guests, but I, right. I didn't want to I didn't want to do them that way. So, and, and uh, Ted comes through for me again. I said, let me see what I can do. So the next morning, eight o'clock, I'm on the phone with DBS. And I said, hey, I need a pinch hitter. He said, let me guess. <laughs> Rick stood you up. I oh. said, didn't stand me up. He stood the club up. And, uh, <laughs> and so uh, Ted came in and did it. And I got him a good payday for it. And, uh, but, you know, otherwise, uh, they'd had just my own little local show there. And you got all these judges and lawyers and doctors sitting there looking to see uh, a legend. Right. And, Ted, and Ted came in and did a great job, you know, yeah, as he always does. Yes, as he always does. Right. Well, I want to thank you, Herb, for the show, for coming on the show, <laughs> our esteemed guest. And, you know, I've always, always spoke highly of you and I love you to death and we, we have a great time every year at the Cauliflower Alley Club. And Kevin, Papa, take it away. Oh, well, I just want to hurt. I know we've talked about it. This oh. is the book. This is the book. 
Did you enjoy it? That is the book. I'm telling you. Uh, in fact, I was going to ask you where can they get that at because I, you know, I'd like to get some extra copies myself to have it to show. Uh, because when I tell, when I tell the people that I know that's going to be really interested in it, they say, "Oh, you're full of shit. It can't be that good." I'm saying, "I'm telling you, here, take mine and read it." And then they're coming saying, "Holy shit!" You know, where yeah. who, I said, "I'm telling you." You know, all the books that are out there, yeah, there's some that's probably uh, uh, more uh, entertaining to me. Uh, but when you look at the stories in there and the, the way it's all put together, uh, I don't, I, I, I can see it's a volume two coming out. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to, is she going to do another one? Oh yeah, it's it's like Kevin says, like, like eh? Eh? it's going to be a trilogy. Yeah, it's going to oh, be okay. a trilogy, it's and a you trilogy. can get this on Amazon.com. It's called Old School, as you know. Yeah, that's, oh yeah, I've got, I got it on my desk. Yes, sir, great book. It took me, you know, I'm a slow reader because I like to digest all that stuff. Because I'm going, wait a minute, that sounds neat. So I go back and read it again, you know. But no, I, I really do appreciate it. It was good. I appreciate it. Thank you. And Maddie's uh, working on something right now as we speak. Little, uh, little razzle dazzle could be coming up with that. So yeah. we'll, uh, that'll you're the first person we've dropped that little hint bomb on. So uh, yeah. keep wow. your eyes and ears open to to where where this next stop may be on here. And uh, first and foremost, I want to thank you Herb, so much for being on the show tonight. Uh, much love and much blessings for what you brought for almost for five decades. Um, like I said, I can't thank you enough. I know Kevin and Andrew can't thank you enough for all that you've given to the fans and everything that you've given back. I mean, to know that you're doing this and it's still running strong all these years later. Uh, much love, much thanks. Uh, Very we'll good. See you guys real soon next week. I appreciate Herb, it. So much. For thank you all. again, Herb. And thanks, thank guys. You, Herb, thank you for being you. Thank hey, you. I appreciate it, Kevin. And, and let's, like I said, let's work. I know we talked briefly and uh, we were in Vegas about right. maybe you guys getting in here. Uh, you know, you guys talked about maybe having a sponsor to help with some of the flight or something. But, Andrew, let's talk about that uh, maybe towards June. I'm looking forward to it. I, I actually want to issue an open challenge to your champion, Attila. Ooh. All right, so you, get, you guys just heard it, guys and gals. Open challenge. And with that, we're going to lead you out. Much love you, and peace out Damn. from in the dungeon. Peace.